You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And on today's show, lucky enough to be joined by one of the original hosts of the show, John Kegley on the show with us to break down the giant Monday night football win for the Chargers. We are three writers who got our start covering the Chargers over five seasons ago during our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live. Now this is our fourth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. Happy Victory Tuesday. That's something that we don't get to really do very often, right? The Chargers won their first Monday night football game since 2013 on Monday night against the undefeated Las Vegas Raiders, 28-14. to What a game and so much to get into. So we'll start the show by just giving our first reactions to the Chargers' giant victory. And then in the second and third segments, we'll be recapping the game and getting into all of the key plays that set up the final for this game. Get into the first half where the Chargers were absolutely dominant. And then get into the second half where they look shaky again. And again, they show that they are still not those old Chargers that blow games in the fourth quarter. So this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. What a win for the Chargers, guys. I know all of us were very happy about it. The Chargers looked a little shaky in the second half of their Monday Night Football victory. But, David, the Chargers are now 3-1. and This is the first time they've been 2-0 and in the division since 2012, right? They were only a couple of seasons away from watching the Chargers go 0-6 inside the AFC West. So, this is a huge turning point for the Chargers. Another big victory. The Raiders... Say what you will about them. I mean, I guess we know at this point the Raiders are not for real. I guess we can safely say that. But they had the most explosive offense coming into this game. Doesn't matter. The Chargers pitch a shutout in the first half against the Raiders offense. And they had a really full-blown team effort to get this one done. Staying strong in the second half. Getting a late touchdown and a late interception. And the Chargers pull it off on Monday night. Just elation. How, How could you not be excited about this performance. The Chargers go out there on Monday Night Football in the first half and dominate the Raiders. I mean, they are up 21 to nothing. They could very well have been up 28 to nothing if Justin Herbert hits Mike Williams there when Mike Williams is wide open. But the defense comes to play. They limit the Raiders to zero net yards in the first quarter. I mean, that is just crazy. And then in the second half, you get a little bit of a scare with in the third quarter where they score a couple touchdowns. But they find their bearings, they they take that punch, and they accept it, and then they go out there and they run the ball down the Raiders' throat, and they score a touchdown, and they put the ball game away with a big interception. Just a complete performance. Such an exciting game to watch. The Chargers, man, they're good. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, shout out to Austin Eckler getting into the end zone twice and just running like an absolute juggernaut. I mean, the dude is just a miniature tank out there, just taking Raiders' bodies with him picking up first downs. I thought Larry Rantry had some nice moments as well. But I think one of the biggest takeaways in this game is just Brandon Staley committed to just being aggressive, putting the ball in his offense's hands, even when they got off to a shaky start in the second half, and picking up a huge fourth down conversion on that drive that really sealed things, made it 28-14 to with that Austin Eckler touchdown. They get the big play on fourth down to Jared Cook over Denzel Perriman. That was huge, but coaching makes a huge difference. I mean, there was just a couple of moments in this game where you saw the Brandon Staley effect 
totally throw the Raiders off. But, John, this is for real. I mean, we were talking about it before the show. Not all wins are equal. It's hard to take too much bad away from this Chargers performance because at the end of the day, they started strong and they finished strong, and now they have three big wins against three pretty good teams. Well, even like the Washington team, they're not exactly, you know, great. They have like, what, a two and two record? But that's a team that you historically have struggled against, and you still came out and won against them. There was and the you earned cap- it too, yeah. You know, absolutely, especially converting all those first downs, going all the way down the, the field to run out the clock, something the Chargers wouldn't do under Anthony Lynn. They would just punt right. it and, and hope and pray. Then there's playing against a loaded Cowboys team that you played well enough to win. But the referees screwed you at some points. You also killed yourself with illegal shifts, but you were still there to win that game. And then the Chiefs are loaded. It's your division rival. You played in one of the hardest stadiums to ever play in, and you won that game handedly. Like You didn't just like accidentally win that game with a couple of missed field goals or a bunch of drop passes by the Chiefs. You went in there and won that game. And then tonight, you dominated the Raiders in all but the third quarter. This team is for real right now. There's a, unless there's some injuries or something later on down the season, if this team stays the way they are, you're going to see some fun, really cool, top-notch football from the Chargers. And I thought it was really cool also just this team coming together, even when the pass were started getting home on Justin Herbert in the second half. It did seem like it shook him a little bit. I still thought he had a pretty good game. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be negative about it, but I do think a positive from that is the rest of the team coming together. I mean, you get the Derwin James interception at the end of the game. You get Austin Eckler and Larry Roundtree with some really physical runs on that last touchdown drive for the Chargers. And you just see them respond well, right? A good game plan at the beginning to get off to a strong start. You get punched in the mouth after halftime after the Raiders adjustments. And then you adjust again and own the fourth quarter again. And to do that against this offense, who did find a couple of explosive plays late in the game with Henry Ruggs, to keep them in check pretty much the entire game outside of two drives where you boosted them with penalties. I thought it was just a great performance by the Chargers defense and the Chargers offense cashing in when they get in close, going four for four in the drives in this game in the red zone outside of Justin Herbert kneeling it down at the end in the red zone. Huge performance by the Chargers, showing that they are now in that elite tier in the AFC. They now sit... You got to also remember there was no illegal shift to take away a touchdown. The only touchdown you left on the field was Mike Williams' overthrow. That's it. Yeah, and we'll get into that in the next segment. I mean, 82-yard touchdown would have made Mike Williams' night look a lot better. But I think I can say zero illegal shifts in this game, guys. Huge win. Huge win for the Chargers. But there were a lot of, you know, turning points in this game. So coming up next, we're going to be getting into a dominant first half, the most complete first half that we've seen from the Chargers under Brandon Staley coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and I'm talking about betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever, guys. All eyes are on the gridironist teams are back for another football season. Football is the best sport to bet on, and now weekends you can have really just filled with betting with BetOnline because they are the best place to go for all of your college and pro football needs, and you're always going to find great odds and props with betonline.ag you can find in-game betting as well and try to turn your fortune around and you can go from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers they have in the 2021 season and all you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit don't forget to use the promo code locked on that's promo code locked on all caps one word to receive your bonus 
because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, guys. Well, now I want to touch on some of the biggest plays from Monday Night Football with the Chargers. Really, I mean, dominating the Raiders for most of the game. And we'll get into the second half where the Raiders made a push. But this game started off well for the Chargers, who again score a touchdown on their opening drive of this one on Monday night. I mean, another well orchestrated drive. The Chargers got off to a quick start after receiving the opening kickoff. And they get into the end zone. They end up going 12 plays for 75 yards and get a four-yard touchdown pass to Donald Parham. That was really nice to see Donald Parham finally getting into the action, David, in the red zone. We know he's such a big target, but a great start to this one with the Chargers. Having a nice, you know, well-run drive and getting into the end zone. And they found Denzel Perriman in coverage. And it's kind of like I said on the last keys to success you want to find Denzel Perryman in coverage and throw at him. The Chargers did that. They get the just massive mismatch with Denzel Perryman at what 5'10, 5'9. Let's give him a little credit, I guess, against the six foot eight Donald Parham. And Donald Parham obviously wins that matchup for a phenomenal touchdown. Just love to see that. Yeah, well, and I mean, hopefully David doesn't separate his shoulder, patting himself on the back, because unlike Derwin James, I don't think he's putting it back in during this show, but what I loved about that play to Donald Parham was just the eyes from Justin Herbert. I mean, you could see him kind of peeking to the right side, but he held his eyes to the left, got the opening for Donald Parham, and got the Chargers off to a 7-0 start. And the next part of the game was very frustrating because the Chargers defense came out on fire. I mean, the Raiders go 3-0 and out on their first drive, 3-0 and out on their second drive for negative 8 yards after Joey Bosa gets a huge sack on Derek Carr. And after the game, he said he knew... Once they got a hit on Derek Carr, he would get shook a little bit, and he saw that happen throughout the game. So Joey Bosa forces the fumble. The Raiders end up recovering it, but still, another drive. Two drives for the Raiders' offense, two three-and-outs, but the Chargers continue to not be able to score. It was such a frustrating part of the game, but there was something on the Chargers' third drive that I liked, John, because it does go five plays, 19 yards, and ends in a turnover on downs. I mean, the offense was pretty sloppy, but the Chargers pulled their first fake punt of the season. Tavon Campbell is lined up alone on the left side of Ty Long, uncovered by the Raiders, right? So, Ty Long, you go to a fake punt situation, throws a dime to Tavon Campbell, of all people, right? And then Hunter Renfro just made a ridiculous play. I mean, Hunter Renfro, who was returning the punt, sees the mismatch, right? Sees the guy wide open, runs up from his punt return position, breaks up the pass like a yard in front of the first down marker. But I did love that call from Brandon Staley there. And, you know, Darius went into to see that, you know, and try to exploit it. You know, I can't even be mad about the the play. We didn't convert, but I can't even be mad. <laughs> I love the aggressive play calling. You're trying to make a play there. It was obvious that no one's over there covering him. You got to take the opportunity. I mean, if you make the catch, even if it's short, I mean, what did you do? Get like a 10-yard punt basically from a completion? You got to love the aggressive play calling regardless. It's how you attack really good teams. The Raiders were 3-0. You have ground to make in the AFC West at this moment in time. You got to go all in, and Staley did that with that call. The defense was already on fire as well, too, so that means you had faith in your defense. Like, hey, if we don't get this, we are going to stop you. That's confidence in your players, and the players feed off of that, and you see it every single week. Even Joey Bosa, even you can just see in his face that he's willing to just go out there, even if he gets off sides, he's going to go out there and do it again and again, and Staley believes in him not to really screw up the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he showed great faith in his defense there, and they paid it off, right? Because 
Even after that, you give up you know decent field position to the Raiders. And what do they do with it? They go three plays, zero yards, and have to punt again. And the Chargers' next offensive drive, they still can't take advantage of it. And it just seemed like that was going to come back to haunt the Chargers because the defense kept getting stops, and the offense continued to not be able to take advantage of it. But on the Chargers' fourth drive, it was the toughest because Justin Herbert made the biggest missed pass of his season so far. He had Mike Williams on a third and two. Damon Arnett definitely thought it was going to be a slant. He gets a great release and just streaks down the field. Justin Herbert misses him for what would have been an 82-yard touchdown. Haven't seen many of those from Justin Herbert. That one was uncharacteristic, but he would turn things around. And it started with the Raiders on the next drive, turning the ball over on downs. On fourth down, Derek Carr checks down to Josh Jacobs, and Kazir White makes the play. And that's big because Kazir White makes the play there in the open field. But it was set up by Kazir White because he ended up stuffing Josh Jacobs the play before for a one-yard loss. And the Chargers' run defense in this one deserves a shout-out because they played well for a lot of this game too. But then the Chargers started to pour it on. And the Chargers' sixth drive, they go six plays, 80 yards, and find a 10-yard touchdown to Jared Cook on third and eight. Another one where it could have ended up as a field goal. They end up getting a 35-yard gain from Steven Anderson to get into the red zone. And they cap things off on third down to Jared Cook, who gets the touchdown. And you were feeling pretty good about the game at that point. The Chargers are up 14-0. It feels like they should have had more, David. But still, if they were in the driver's seat, right? And the next drive for the Raiders, I thought, really gave the Chargers all of the momentum. Because the Raiders picked up a first down with a Josh Jacobs carry on third down. But Brandon Staley decides to challenge it. The call comes back, they reverse it, ends up being a fourth down for the Raiders who are trying to put up points before half to not make it, you know, a skunk in the first half. And then the Chargers get the ball back and take advantage. They go nine plays, 69 yards, and get a touchdown to make it 21-0. to zero. Justin Herbert finds Austin Eckler on the wheel route with a linebacker in coverage, and they get the touchdown to make it 21-0 to zero. to really wrap up a dominant first half, David, for the Chargers. That was such a huge momentum shift right there. You get the challenge. Brandon Staley, one out of one career on his challenges, right? His first ever challenge. He gets it turned over. The Chargers get the ball back and score before half. Pretty much everything was going right. The defense was getting after Derek Carr. The offense was putting up points besides that missed opportunity to Mike Williams. You don't have any real big penalties. Uh, The Chargers are rolling on offense, and they're shutting the Raiders down on defense. I mean, it was one of the most impressive first halves that I've seen in recent memory. It was the most complete half the Chargers have played by far. I mean, the offense had three touchdowns, 248 yards of total offense, 15 first downs. The Raiders, on the other hand, zero points in the first half, one first down, and two sacks allowed. So the Chargers had more sacks in the first half on Derek Carr than the Raiders had first downs. I mean, it was a dominant first half, but the Raiders would respond and end up scoring 14 straight points. So we'll get into how the Chargers righted the ship and finished the game strong coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that there's any kind of auto part that you ever need. The only place to get it is at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the man behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers and access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money and use a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could ever need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And you can find everything that you need by going to rockauto.com and checking out all the parts they have available for your car or truck and writing locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, 
All the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. All right, so we talked about the Chargers having their most dominant half of the season, and it was nice to see them putting it together at the same time, right? Getting a great offensive output and a great defensive output, and we've seen it happen for a couple of drives at a time for the Chargers, but never a complete half like that. Even against the Cowboys, pretty good, but then you have, you know, the play at the end of the half to Zeke Elliott and CeeDee Lamb. I mean, it just hadn't been good for the Chargers before halftime in any of their first three games of the season. That was the best they had finished a half. And it didn't matter when the Raiders came out to start the second half because they made adjustments offensively. They go right down the field and get a touchdown on the opening drive of the third quarter to make it 21-7. And you felt the tide change. And that's why we do these game recaps this way because like, there's so many moments in the game where you feel the game start to slip away with the, from the Chargers and you're wondering if they're going to grab it back, right? So they go 11 plays, 78 yards and get the touchdown. Hunter Renfro runs a great route where... Joey Bosa and Joe Gaziano ran into each other, gave Hunter Renfro the time to run a very, very complicated China route where he, you know, goes inside, then outside, then inside again for what seemed like an easy touchdown on third down. But it was the Chargers hurting themselves as well. I mean, on that drive, you have a neutral zone infraction by Chenin Wosu. You also have a helmet to helmet hit by Nazir Adderley. It gives you an extra, it gives the Raiders an extra 20 yards of free offense on that drive. And then the Chargers can't answer, right? And you're like, oh, here we go. Because the Chargers go nine plays, 19 yards, and have to punt on their next drive. Keenan Allen has a big gain that ends up bouncing off of his hands deep down the field. That one hurt. And even on that drive, Brand Steely goes for it on fourth and two from their own 45-yard line. And it gets easily picked up because they go hurry up. Jared Cook finds himself all alone in the flats. But Herbert ends up getting sacked. And derails the drive. But then it started to get even worse because the Raiders on their second drive go all the way down the field again, John. They go six plays, 81 yards, and get a touchdown. Boosted by another penalty on this drive. It was a 45-yard pass interference call on Asante Samuel Jr. against Henry Ruggs, one-on-one deep down the field. And then Darren Waller beats Nazir Adderley, one-on-one in the end zone for a three-yard touchdown. And just like that, it goes from a 21-0 game at halftime to a 21-14 game with the Raiders with all the momentum. And in the Chargers history, they have blown five 21-plus point leads, and four of those have happened since 2012, and one of those was last year against the Broncos. So as a Charger fan, you are sitting here like, oh, here we go again. Just when we started getting our hopes up, we're doing this again. It's becoming a ball game. We're starting to choke. The Chargers are starting to charger. Every single quote you can think of that you've used in the past, like, I don't know, like nine years, it's starting. You probably said it at some point. Yeah. You, the Chargers needed some way to get this momentum to change somehow, some way, or else this was going to be a national embarrassment. You're on Monday Night Football. After today, you've won your last two games against the Raiders. You didn't win another one against them on primetime since 2010, when Darren McFadden had that 13 catch game and it was 22 to 14 the final. You've struggled in primetime against the Raiders, so you had to prove that you are a different team with Brandon Staley in this game. You had to switch the momentum. Yeah, and it was a huge momentum shift there, and you felt it, and it just felt like the Chargers offense couldn't do anything right. I mean, the next drive after that, they're still unable to respond, even after 14 unanswered points by the Raiders at that point. They go nine plays, 37 yards, and they have to punt after the drive fizzles out after three straight incomplete passes by Justin Herbert and it just you felt it I mean and that's what the Chargers like you said I mean you've seen so many situations happen where the Chargers let these games get away and it always starts the same a couple of big plays here a couple of big plays there and just like that they've let the other team 
fully back in the game. And I mean, and your anxiety goes through the roof. A hundred percent. And the Raiders on their next drive, after being down twenty-one to zero, still have a drive where they're driving to get the game-tying score potentially. Right on the next drive, after the Chargers punt on their second drive of the second half, and really started off doing nothing offensively in the second half. The Raiders on that next drive, right? They've scored 14 straight points. Then they get a 51-yard pass to Henry Ruggs on the first play of the drive, David. He beats Derwin James deep. Not something that you're going to see happen very often. And that's when things change. This is exactly where the momentum changed for the Chargers in the second half. Because on third down and three, Brandon Staley decides to bracket Hunter Renfro, Derek Carr's favorite third down target, and what happens is you literally see it all happen. You have Asante Samuel Jr. and Azir Adderley. One's on the inside, one's on the outside. They totally shut down Hunter Renfro. And then Derek Carr sees it and then curls up in the fetal position and just takes a sack from Christian Covington. I mean, he had some pressure, but he knew that play wasn't going anywhere. Brandon Staley took that play away from the Raiders and forced a 52-yard field goal in which the Raiders end up missing the field goal and at that moment, David, you knew the offense was still going to have to get it going, but that was a huge swing right there. Oh, it was massive. The Raiders had all the momentum. They were driving down the field. They were scoring touchdowns. Like I said, the anxiety level was starting to rise. You were like, oh, no, this game is slipping away. And then the Chargers get that big stop. And they get they, they the Raiders miss that field goal, and it's just incredibly important. Now it's on the Chargers to go out there and put this ball game away. Exactly. And it didn't look like they were going to do it for a second, John, because on that next Chargers drive, they go 10 plays and 58 yards and get a touchdown. But it's easy to forget that on the drive, they were about to potentially go three and out. It was third and two. The Chargers don't. It was fourth and two. And what does Brandon Staley do from about the midfield mark? He goes for it again. And Jared Cook makes the big play, jumping over Denzel Perriman on a nice throw from Justin Herbert. And they pick it up. I mean, that was such a huge play. I mean, you know that you're about to give the Raiders the ball back in plus position to potentially go tie the game. And once again, Brandon Staley sticks true to his philosophies, puts the ball in Justin Herbert's hands. And that was a huge play on fourth down to find Jared Cook. Great catch by Jared Cook because Denzel Perriman did not have terrible defense on that play. But Brandon Staley showed once again that he has the guts to go for it in that situation. Oh, yeah. And the play they drew up was beautiful. You had double slants being run and Jared Cook just ran the wheel route around them Keenan Allen purposely got himself blocked by a defender he got jammed on purpose you know Keenan Allen is not just going to get jammed if you look at it again you can see him just purposely throwing himself into the guy like he's getting jammed to make it like a A secret little block basically (laughs) and Jared Cook runs right around there so Denzel Perryman goes chasing after him and that's just enough room for Herbert to sneak it in there for the first down. Beautiful play call. And Brandon Staley, I love you. I love your aggressive play calling. Oh, my God. He does this every single game. He goes for it on fourth down and just clinches games and clinches big moments for this team. Guys, can we can we get a statue of Brandon Staley already, please? <laughs> you know it's real when John is legitimately excited. I mean, and I heard John Gruden talking after the game, and he's definitely a believer in the Chargers, right? I mean, that was something that he was, you know, very profusive about in his praise and just saying the Chargers are going to do a lot of things this year and that they're just a legit team. But, yeah, it starts with Brandon Staley. And there were so many times last year, especially with the play calling right, 
running the ball on every third and one or fourth and one and all those things. You're just not seeing it this year under Brandon Staley, but that play was huge, and the Chargers' running game was huge on that. And I think the Chargers' offense got a big boost from Larry Roundtree, of all people, because on a first-down play, he gets a carry, gets hit probably two yards down the field, right? And then just keeps the legs moving, gets some help from his offensive lineman, keeps the legs driving, and almost gets a first down. Like, he got pretty much 10 yards on that play. Pure effort. And I think that really gave the Chargers offensive line some boost there because they were opening some holes on that last drive, and it ends up being an 11-yard touchdown run from Austin Eckler, getting in for the second time of the day. And the game wasn't over at that point. The Chargers were up by 14 points, but getting that touchdown there, I mean, and just hitting all those things. Man, Brandon Staley said they have to run the ball better in the red zone for the red zone to be effective. That was a huge run right there to seal the game pretty much in the red zone. You don't even have to you know, give the defense a chance to have a ball pop up in the air and get intercepted and change things. They ran the ball down their throat on that last drive. Seven you times. You love to see that. Yeah. They ran it seven times on that 10-play drive, and they were running it with great effectiveness. I saw a tweet somewhere, I think from PFF, one of the PFF guys, said that the Chargers had a 76% run block win rate in this football game. They were absolutely dominant up front. Yeah, they were. I mean, and they were definitely pressing the run. And there were some times where, you know, if they get stuffed on second and nine because they're running the ball, it looks bad. But some of those draw plays were really nicely set up and seemed like they were going for seven or eight yards a pop every time they drew it up that way, right? So the Chargers' run de- defi- running game definitely looked better in this one. And it was very fitting, David, for on the next drive with the Raiders still in it, right? A couple of timeouts left, only down by 14 points with the ball with over five minutes to play. Derwin James one-on-one against Darren Waller, their best offensive player, and he gets the interception. And if it wasn't sealed at that point, I mean, Derwin James ended things right there for the Raiders. We were waiting for DJ to make that big play. We know that he was close on several occasions so far this season. He does so many different things for the Chargers, plays so many different roles, and this was it. This was that first signature play from Derwin James where he says, hey, I'm calling ball game. He picks it off, and that pretty much seals the deal. He basically made up for that, allowing Henry Ruggs to beat him earlier in the game. He he made up for it with that play. And, I mean, even Henry Ruggs, I mean, that dude is <laughs> so fast. Like, it was surprising almost that he caught up to him to even make the tackle, right? Just because Henry Ruggs had a step on him on that 51-yard gain. He gets the tackle there, and the Chargers end up getting off the field there with zero points. Like, A lot of guys give that play up, and they let that guy run in for a touchdown there. He makes a big tackle, and the Chargers end up really making it pay off by getting a three and out, causing the missed field goal by Daniel Carlson from 52 yards after they get the big sack on third down. Just so great to see. And, I mean, Derwin James, one of the premier players in the league defensively, continues to show that when he's healthy, he is a game changer, and he made a game-changing play at the end of this one, sealing the win for the Chargers, who now find themselves not only at the top of the AFC West, but at the top of the entire AFC with their two divisional wins at this point. Hold on, Daniel. at 3-1. and one. Can, can you say that again? One, one more time. I mean, still such a long season, but yes. After four weeks, Brandon Staley's first four games of his career as an NFL head coach, the Chargers sit atop of an AFC that also includes, you know, teams like the Chiefs and the Browns, and the Bills. So, very, very impressive start to the career of Brandon Staley. 
And I just loved this complete team performance. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to get into what went right and what went wrong and dive deeper into how the Chargers pulled off this big win on Monday Night Football. But to make sure you don't miss it, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, the new Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, or wherever. And make sure to rate and review if you can on that platform. But we'd love to get you guys' voicemail reactions as well. If you want to give us your reactions to the game and get them on the show, the number is 323-524-7924. It's going to be a little bit of a different week since we had Monday Night Football this week. So tomorrow we'll be getting into what went right and what went wrong. And then on Thursday, we'll be back with Crossover Thursday with the Lockdown Browns podcast. And that'll be great for two AFC powerhouses at this point going up against each other but you can also find the show all the time on all of our social media you can find the show's twitter at lockdown lac and the lockdown chargers instagram page at lockdown chargers and our lockdown chargers facebook page now that facebook and instagram are deciding to run again but you can also find the show on all of our personal twitter accounts as well you can find me on twitter at dan talk sports and david drogmeyer on twitter at drotalksd you can find john on twitter at biggest chargers fan if you type it out he will pop up there but we are always posting and retweeting the shows and we love interacting with you guys there but bask in this one it was a big win in prime time the chargers got it done and got themselves off to a three and one star in a season where their opening schedule is just absolutely brutal And they're cutting through it right now. So excited to be back with you guys tomorrow. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.